One of the most sobering questions ever asked. I hope that you know the answer to this. It's given here in the Word of God, but I hope that you know this in your heart as well. Psalm 15 and 1. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Read in the New Living Translation. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors, or speak evil of their friends, those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. He swear to his own hurt and change it not. Those who lend money without charging interest, those who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm Forever can you say amen. God bless you as you're seated. For a few moments, I want to entertain this thought with you. Who has the right to enter into the house of God and to worship the Lord and to praise him in his sanctuary? Amen. I want it to be clear right from the beginning. I'm not saying don't come to church. <clears throat> You need to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. I said you need to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. amen. And those who are not right with God need to be in the house of the Lord even more than those who are right with God. Amen. amen. So I don't want you to the idea that I'm saying don't come into the house of the Lord unless your heart is perfectly right with God. You come here to get right with God. This is a question that goes beyond showing up on a Sunday morning. This goes beyond coming in on a Tuesday for prayer or Wednesday for Bible study or whatever day of the week you actually come to this house. This is asking God, Lord, who has the right to stand in your presence and truly worship you. Many people praise. Few people worship. Are you hearing me? I'm yes. distracted by going on. Amen. Come on. Many people praise. Few people worship. Yes. Praise is easy to do. Anyone can praise. And anyone can be praised. If someone does something good, something amazing, something extraordinary, they can be praised. <clears throat> Musicians go to a concert. They're tremendous musicians. You few people clap their hands spontaneously. There's a, like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, you see uh, advances in science or uh, an athlete that does something crazy good. Uh, people are excited about something good, something exciting, something extraordinary. And we have a natural impulse to, to praise that, say, well, that was good. Anyone can praise God. Because, friend, 
There is no doubting that my God is worthy of all praise. Amen. Let me tell you, friend, uh, uh, just behold the heavens. They declare the glory of God. Amen. The firmament shows his handiwork. All you have to do is walk out into the fresh air, the sunlight. If you travel across this great land or around this world and you see the beauties of nature, get a telescope and try to see as far as you can into the heavens, friend. The more you see, the more you realize we serve an awesome God. Amen. We serve an almighty God who spoke these worlds into existence. It's easy to praise God and we ought to praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. You're quite proud today. Praise God. Amen. I said we ought to praise our God. There should be no holding back when we say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is worthy of all praise. Praise is different from worship. I know I've said that many times. I've taught and preached about it. But I was impressed again to remind you that praise is a lot different from worship. Worship comes from a different place of the heart. Worship comes from your spirit, not from your mind. Praise comes from our minds. It's a good drawing, Brother John. Good work on that. That's from my mind. Seeing something like, oh, that's good. My praise Shakir for graduating. That's awesome. Amen. Congratulations again to a graduate. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's easy. Wow. You did it. Praise God. Amen. It's good to, to see something and be inspired and say, oh, life is great. That comes from the mind. Friend, worship comes from the heart. Worship comes from a space that is linked to spirit and truth. Jesus said the time is coming and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father how? Spirit and in truth. Worship can come from the mind, our praise can come from the mind, but friend, worship is linked to the spirit, amen. It comes from deep inside of you, and it can't just be spirit, it has to be based in truth, hallelujah. Friend, if you don't know my God, how are you going to truly worship him? If you don't know him in the wondrous power of his revelation in Jesus Christ, how can you truly worship God? There has to be truth linked to the spirit that is in you that says I want to worship my God hallelujah and when I worship him it must be in spirit and in truth Amen. Amen. worship is reserved for God alone Jesus answered the devil himself when the devil came to tempt him remember that the devil said why don't you kneel down fall down and worship me and we'll just call it quits on this whole uh, sin question. Jesus said, give me a break. Get out of here. Get behind me, Satan. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your 
God and him only shalt thou serve. So worship is not only linked to spirit and truth. Worship is linked to serving God. Amen. That's one of the first and foremost commandments. And so important that Jesus himself quoted it to the devil. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shalt thou serve. If you're not serving God, you can't worship God. Amen. Are you hearing me? If you're not serving God, you can praise him and you should praise him all day long. But I'm telling you, if you're not serving God, you can't worship him. And if it doesn't come out of your spirit, you can't worship him. How many times do we walk in and the music's going and hand claps are going and we sing along? And we may even intersperse and praise the Lord to hallelujah. Friend, you can do that without even thinking about it. Can you not? Come on, we sang that old hymn. Why don't you lift up your hands and praise the Lord? Do you have to remember the words? Come on, how many people know that song? You know that for a long, long time. Amen. Brother Babylon, Sister Babylon, guess what my wife found at the office the other day? Business party, 2005. Tyrone and Rosie Bell. Praise the Lord. We've been singing that song since at least 2005 and beyond. Amen. You don't have to think about that song. It's just there. And when we're singing these songs, uh, you can just let the words come out and you can clap your hands uh, and you don't have to put any effort into it whatsoever. I'm afraid you worship God. You have to get down into your spirit. And your spirit has to begin to cry out, Abba, Father, Hallelujah, Father, my Father, Hallelujah. Your spirit has to begin to engage with God, not just your mind, not just muscle memory. We have Pentecostal muscle memory, and we can say, Oh man, praise the Lord, Hallelujah, and not feel a thing. Amen. Am I telling the truth? Praise the Lord. But friend, when your spirit gets involved, hallelujah, when you really suddenly, you know the difference, you can feel it in this house, when people stop just going through the muscle memory motions, and suddenly people start to connect with the spirit of God, isn't there a whole different atmosphere that fills this house, isn't there a whole different atmosphere that comes into the house of God, my friend, it is necessary that when we worship him, we worship him in spirit and in truth. And that we worship the Lord our God and him only shall we serve. No man can serve two masters, Jesus said. He picked on money and it's true. You can't serve God in riches. One's going to hold you stronger than the other. You're going to spend more time with one than the other. My friend, think about it. I'm not knocking jobs. We all have jobs. We or have had jobs or, or depend on jobs. Amen. It's a necessary part of life to have a job or to have an income source, whether it be a business or, or whatever. Amen. I'm not knocking taking care of the job. 
But for the moment, money linked to that job, the moment the allure of riches gets a hold of your attention, and now you're more interested in making money than you are in making it to the house of God, got a problem. Yeah, and are you hearing what I'm saying, my friend? No man can serve two masters. Either he will love the one and hate the other, or he will cling to the one and push away the other. And he said, you cannot serve God and mammon or riches. My friend, that goes for every other master out there. Anything that competes and buys for your attention and your energy, you cannot serve two masters today. Shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Worship, spirit, and truth. Psalm 96 and 9 says, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Did you hear me? Worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Amen. Amen. Friend, you cannot worship God unless you're serving Him. Right. If your heart is not cleansed with the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and you're not letting the overcoming power of the Spirit of God work in your life, you're not going to be able to worship. Because your heart will condemn you, my friend. I'm telling you, you can stand up and shout and praise God all day long. But when the Spirit of God moves in this house and there is a call to worship, you know that if your heart's not right with God, you immediately is going to start pushing back on you and say, ah, I'm not ready to stand in the presence of Almighty You'll have that immediate reaction as Isaiah did. I am a man of unclean lips and I live in the midst of a people of unclean lips. You're going to feel that crushing sense of unworthiness. And until you can get that taken care of, Isaiah wasn't able to truly worship. Until the angel came down and took that burning coal off of the altar and pressed it against his lips and said, you are cleansed. Friend, we need to be cleansed today in the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to let the power of the Holy Ghost cleanse our spirit so that we can worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. Worship the Lord in the beauty of of his holiness. Amen. You have got to be willing to worship. Just as we say, come, let us worship and bow down. Psalm 95 says, let us kneel before the Lord our God, our maker. For he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hands. That seems backwards. My brain always stops for a moment when I think of that song. Because normally it's the shape of his pasture and the people of his hands. But the psalmist purposely turned it around and he said, We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hands. Friend, don't get all caught up in one or the other. He's stressing we are one and the same. We are his people, but we are also his sheep. And thank God we have a shepherd 
that knows us and we know him. And he calls us. Hallelujah. And he seeks us. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And they know me. Hallelujah. Friend, I know when God is speaking my name. And I hope you can tell when God is calling your name in this house. Because what he does is a call to worship God. How can you not hear his voice? And feel that pull into the presence of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Oh, there are a lot of really, really good uh, orchestras and bands and choirs and singers. But friend, it, it bothers me when all I hear or see is a bunch of noise and a bunch of talent and a bunch of excitement. It can start with praise, and it should start with praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. We should start out with praise. Amen. We should be telling God, you are worthy. You are great. You are marvelous. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There should be no lack of praise in the house of God. Amen. Amen. You wait for someone to get behind this pulpit and say, come on, folks, it's time to praise. No, you're already late to praise. If you need to someone to ask you to praise, you're about five minutes or ten minutes too late because you should have been walking through those gates with thanksgiving and into the courts of my God with praise. Amen. And if you come into this house with praise already on your lips and that excitement about being here to give our God the glory and praise that he deserves, you're in a perfect position to be called into worship. You come from praise into worship. Amen. Typically, worship is more quiet than praise. It doesn't have to be. But friend, there's that awesome recognition as the psalmist said, come, let us worship and we come to his presence and we feel that magnificence of his glory. Friend, it'll make you want to fall on your face. If you don't feel the urge to kneel, to show reverence before God, you're not worshiping God. Amen. Are you hearing me? That doesn't mean you have to kneel down every time. But oh, my friend, you ought to feel that urge. Don't you feel it right now? God is calling folks to worship him right now. Hallelujah. Coming all over this house. Why don't you just enter into a state of worship? Let your heart be called into the presence of God. Lord, we worship you today. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, folks. There should be some prayer going on right now. Amen. Come on. Get your heart right with God so you can feel the call to worship him right now. Jesus, I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Glory to your name, my God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come, let us worship that Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Hallelujah. For He is our God. We are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before Him all the earth. Fear before Him all the earth. Oh, come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You have to be worked up in your worship. That's not right with God. Amen. I'll just say it. You have to be begged to get into a state of worship. Your heart's not right with God. Lord, who? Who? Will stand in your home? Who will have a right to come into the tabernacle of our God? Dwell in his holy name. Or as the New Living Translation says, who, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? And again, as I finish and read this short chapter, I'll be done. I'm not going to belabor the point. But I have to tell you, that if you're having trouble today, Entering into the presence of God that is so rich in this house right now. If you're having trouble worshiping God right now, I'm telling you, you're falling short in one of these several areas that God talks about. He says, those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners. Friend, we love the sinner, but we don't love their acts. Did you hear me? This world calls this Pride Month. God forbid that you should march in a pride parade. Oh, yes. Did you hear me? Yes. You should despise the flagrant acts of sin. That this world is throwing in our face. Mm -hmm. Honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Yeah. Those who lend money without charging interest, it's not saying you can't make interest on money, it's talking about usury. It's talking about the payday loan kind of scams uh, where you get somebody in position where you hurt them and you don't let go. Those who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent stand if you will. Such people will stand firm and Lord, who has the right to enter into your sanctuary? Lord, who has the right to enter into the presence of God on your holy ground? Does just anyone have that right? No, my friend. Your heart needs to be right with God today. Your spirit needs to be right with God today. Amen. We've sung, we've praised, we've had a little bit of worship.
Friend, God told me this whole service was about worship. I feel like I just kind of beat my head up against a brick wall right now. I'm not going to force you to worship God. That's a choice between you and God. God tell me before you leave this house today, God wants you to worship Him. God wants you to enter into that place where you can worship and bow down, kneel before the Lord your God, your maker. And that implies and says it right out that you recognize him as your Lord, not just as your acquaintance, but as your Lord. Amen. If you have not subjected your life to God, that's why you can't pray. Amen. That's why you feel awkward in the presence of God. You've got to acknowledge him as your Lord and your maker, your creator. Come to this worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, for He is our God. We are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hands. Let's worship God.